This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, July 14, 2020. Well, of course, the market continues to be interesting. It's up big today. Uh, it's just, boy, it's all over the place. Um, and it's trying to break above its old high. It's really interesting. It's a very narrow move. Very narrow move. Only a tech and biotech, big tech, biotech are the drivers. Because the overall market is not nearly as strong as it appears to be if you're looking at just the three main indexes. That's the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500. The NASDAQ is leading, as it should. It always should lead. But it's leading with a very narrow focus. It's all interesting. And of course, COVID-19, uh, as we uh, hear uh, in various parts of the country, here in New California, uh, resetting down gyms and bars and different things, very disappointing. Uh, I guess it's needful, but it certainly is disappointing. Um, um because, you know, that's going to just slow down the economic recovery. Won't stop it, but it certainly will slow it down. In different parts of the country, Florida, Texas are having problems. California's having problems. So, you know, it's just disappointing. That's all I can say. But it is going to cause more volatility. We're in the, we're in the middle of earnings seasons now, and I more at the beginning than the middle. But uh, numbers are coming out. Some are good. Some are bad. And I think we're going to see more of that both good and bad. Economic numbers are improving, but they're still a long way from what they were. I think that's going to continue. So what do you want to talk about? Talk about volatility. I'll be happy to do that. Our number is 888-99-CHART. This is a call-in show, and the number is now open, 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Talk. You're listening to Talk. And my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, we operate in a philosophy of independent thinking and share success. Justin Klein and I are a little bit different from other investment advisors, as we've mentioned before. As you know, we, we don't use anybody's guidance. We do our own thing. We do our own research. We buy data, but we certainly don't buy someone else's stock ideas or investment ideas. We don't do that. Uh, and we invest in our own suggestions. We buy and sell. I buy and sell for myself. Everything I do for my clients. At the same time, same price in the various programs. Same percentage. So I put my money where my mouth is. So that's us. Time is right. We are open now, and our time is right for your calls. 888-99-CHART. This is a call-in show. You can ask anything financial. We'll talk about it. So. And, of course, everything we talk about here on Invest Talk is about achieving our goal of financial freedom. It's always about that. So I think it's imperative that we use education to get there, that you guys know how, how and what you're doing with your own money. Keep track of it. Not lose track of it, but keep track of it. And to do that, you know, we'll help you. We, Justin and I, will help you. We do no-cost, no-obligation portfolio assessments oh, via the phone, Skype, Jive, Whatever is convenient um, and whatever you want to do, we do that every day. So if you send us your portfolios, we'll be happy to look at it. We'll help you. We pro- I promise we'll help you. 
So send us a message on investor.com, just an email or wherever, however you want to get a hold of me. You can call our financial, KPP Financial or Irvine office if you want. We'll talk to you. Remember, investtalk.com. Click on uh, the Contact Us button, and uh, that's an email that comes directly to us. So my focus point today concerns a story about China's stock market. Because it just jumped 6%. Did you see that? Is that good for the U.S.? One of analyst reasons is that even if China is no longer pushing the world forward, one of the biggest concerns for markets will be to determine to what extent global economies are entwined. Basically, the two largest, us and China. How are we entwined? Who pushes what? What is the drivers? Is it still in place or is it breaking apart? Those kinds of questions. So I got other things to talk about. And before we go any further, do you know that tomorrow's tax day? Tomorrow, July 15th, is tax day. You've got to file your taxes. Or you can file for an extension, but you still got to pay your taxes if you owe money. So just a reminder. we got two more possible vaccines in the, in the pipe, pipeline. You know how many we have? We'll talk about that. Um... What did the market do with and without the big tech? I'm talking about Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook. What did the market do since 2017? Someone went back and looked at that. I want to share those numbers. You? And did you see Ford's plan about letting you return your vehicle, your Ford vehicle, if you bought a new one? Pretty generous, I thought, when I read it. So I will go over that. The market was up today. The Dow was up 557 points, the Nasdaq up 98, and the S&P up 42. 42. Oh, wait. Okay, that's what's going on. What's So we'll talk about those things. We'll talk about the market. But, of course, you come first. Your questions, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Armando calling from Pasadena. I have a question about PayPal. I own a small position in it. Wanted to see if now was a good time to cash out, or do you think it has room for more growth? Thank you. PayPal, everybody. PayPal Holdings is the name of the company. Uh, Inc., PayPal Holdings Inc., provides digital and mobile payments on behalf of consumers, merchants worldwide. You know that area is just going to keep growing, right? I mean, it's just going to keep growing. The problem you have with PayPal, I guess it would be a good problem is it's been marching up ever since the March when it bottomed, like everything else in the stock market. It fell from like 120 down to like 88, 89. Today it's 172. Pretty good move, huh? Pretty good. So his question is apropos. Should I take profits on this stock or should I let it run more? Well, it certainly has run up sharply. Uh, It's growing its sales about 12 to 20% per quarter for the last two years. Uh, Growth in earnings up 13% this year, and they expect to be up another 24% next year. So it's going to go from last year $2.96 a share to next year $4.15 a share. Because of that growth, the stock is $172 a share, and the P.E. is very high, right near the high of its five-year uh, five range, range from 22 to 62. 
So it was like 50-something. And that makes me kind of nervous. So, yeah, I probably would take some profits here because it's moved up so fast, so short a period of time. Um, it, 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 the 50 may move average is 157, and you can use that as a get-out point, but that's it's 172 today. That's kind of too far away, in my opinion. So I'd probably just take some off the top here. I still hold on to a bunch of it. I wouldn't sell all out. I would not. Return to equity is 22%. Mutual funds are buyers. I mean, I, it's it's still it's still on an upward trajectory. Looks like it might have yesterday it had a bad day. It was like 180, went down to about 170. That's PayPal. P Y P L. It's simple. There's, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and summer is well underway. We are just about halfway through July. So when you look back, January during the pre-COVID days seems like a lifetime. You and I both know, both know that folks want to return to normalcy. I do. The COVID-19 crisis is still affecting our lives and will continue to do so. So uncertainty will continue. The question is, how are you going to deal with it? How can you be better prepared for the market swings that we're having? We should talk about that. And your participation is important, part of the mix. We are taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Tuesday, and we've all been watching the news and market volatility. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready with unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 4278. Let's talk to Edgar in San Diego, and he wants to talk about Pfizer. Hi, Edgar. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I was looking at um, Pfizer because of this uh, COVID-19 vaccine. And I thought maybe it's not going to be a bad idea to just get, get, get some exposure and see where it goes because I thought maybe... The risk is not as much as the other ones that they are working on vaccines. I was wondering what you think about that. Yeah, Pfizer just announced, uh, was it yesterday, two days ago? Uh, Pfizer and uh, BioNTech, BioNTech uh, were uh, just uh, approved for uh, fast track on their COVID vaccine that they're working on. So... You would think that that's why the stock popped up yesterday from like 30, 33, 70, 33, 80 to 35. So it's still not expensive. Pfizer is not. And of course, it is a $195 billion company. So it's a huge, bio, a huge drug company. It develops branded prescription drugs and so on and so forth. There's no guarantee, uh, uh, Edgar, that, of course, their vaccines will work. Because there's like, I don't know, was it 60 of them? There's a ton of them out there that are all getting fast-tracked. And this is just one of them. Uh, and there's going to be, some of them are going to work. I, I'm predicting that there's going to be a few that work really well. Uh, just a matter of when is that going to be available. But even without that, 
Pfizer looks pretty expensive. They're going to make 261 this year. They made 295 last year. That's down 12 percent. Next year they're going to make 266, and it's a 35 dollars stock. The dividend yield is 4.3, and they will they will pay that. That's not a problem because the cash flow is four dollars and eleven cents. They also don't have a ton of debt. They also have a pretty high research and development budget, 16 percent. So. That bodes well. Even though sales have slowly fallen in the last four quarters, that makes me a little bit nervous. And I, I can understand sales falling in this most recent quarter uh, because the COVID actually hurt sales of other drugs because people weren't going to the doctors. They were going to the doctors to get prescribed other drugs. Everything was, they're afraid to go to the doctors or couldn't get in to see the doctors and everything is COVID virus, COVID virus. So if you had a normal sickness, you know, <laughs> you didn't go to your doctor. So that's why some of the drug companies, many of them, the sales are falling. I do think it's a good price for it, though. Ed. I think the price that you're paying or it's trading at now is a good one to pay for Pfizer. Especially if they do, if their drug is the winner or one of the winners, it will help a lot. The company will make more money. Appreciate the call, Edgar. Thank you for the call. 888-99 chart. Let's try to squeeze in one more before the break. 888-99. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Eric. Huge fan of the show. Thank you guys for everything you do. Just curious what your thoughts are on SPHD for a four to six year old, uh, and is the dividend safe? Thank you. Okay, SPHD is Investico's S&P 500 high dividend, low volatility ETF. Okay, exchange rate funds taking performance corresponding to the S&P 500 low volatility high dividend index. Is that a good play? Yes. Pays a high yield of 5.6%. I like it. So it's an ETF that pays a high dividend. If that's what you're after, go for it. Not necessarily you get a lot of growth, but you'll get a lot of dividend. Appreciate the call. On the next Invest Talk, this story. One strategist says that investors are in the forced of make-believe when it comes to growth stocks. Is he right? Are valuations so disconnected from reality that many growth stocks are painting a picture of the future that is impossible to attain? That story is tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Pisa. I'm ready to take your calls and your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, my, my focus point today, China's stock market just jumped 6%. Is that good for the U.S.? So one analyst reasons that even if China is no longer pushing the world forward, one of the biggest concerns for markets will be to determine the, to what extent global economies are still entwined. So if, if China, which seems to be recovering a bit better than we are from the virus, and there's reasons why that exists, true. Of course, we don't know for sure because they could be hiding everything, but it appears to be true. 
Will they pull us with the rest of the world up with them as they move up? Remember, we are still entwined. The world is still entwined with China. No matter how much we don't like some of the things we've been experiencing with them recently, we are still entwined with them. Our economy is entwined with theirs, and their economy and our economy is entwined with the world. And they are recovering faster from the COVID thing simply because they're a command government. They can make people stay in their homes or those They'll take drastic actions. You don't know what they can do. You cannot. Then they track everybody, right? You, you can't. It's not like a free society that we have. They know where exactly where everybody's been and who they talk to, who they've been on the phone with, where they're going. So they were able to probably to shut down the virus faster than the Western countries, us included. But that's not really the point. The point is, if are they recovering faster? And it looks like they are. And if they are, are they going to drag up the rest of the world? Will them? Is it? How entwined are we now? We're still very entwined. Nothing's really changed there. So as much as we might not want, we might want to untwine certain things. It's going to take time. So, question to you is: If they're recovering, is everybody else going to recover? And the chances are, probably, probably, things will get better. You know, it, it's hard to know for sure because, again, their their society is closed. It's not open. So to know exactly what's going on, it's very hard. To, well, how, how do you how how do you think it took us so long to find out about this COVID virus? They they didn't. They they got to a point where it affected so many people they couldn't not tell us, and by then it was already spread. They're trying to keep it quiet. Try to blame everybody else but themselves, right? So it's a closed system. It's hard to get, you know, it's hard to get a feel. But we're still economically entwined with them. Simple as that. Okay, let's go to another voice bank question from 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Josh. I'm calling from Abu Dhabi. I've been listening to your show for a couple of years, and uh, I really enjoy listening to it. I just had a question about, the WD-40 company, Whiskey Delta Fox Charlie. And I'm familiar with the product. I'm looking to get in on, on the stock. But currently, right now, it's trading at almost $200. And, and when you look at the earnings, it's got a PE of like 50. So it, it looks really expensive. It pays a dividend, which is it's got a payout ratio of about 65%, which I guess is okay. I guess my question is, is it a decent time to get in? I think it seems too expensive. If it is too expensive, what would be a good time to get in on it, if at all? Because I also notice earnings growth is going down about 9.9%. So just uh, let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. Yeah, all those things you just said are true. <laughs> so no, don't buy it. I wouldn't buy it. WDFC uh, manufactures multi-purpose lubricants, household products, and heavy-duty hand cleaners. And I like WD. I use it, WD-40. Um, but the price is too expensive. It's a very well-run company. Current equity is is pretty good at 30. I mean, not pretty good, but very good at 37%. Cash flow is $4.53 on a $193 stock. Debt is fairly low at four, you know, 41%. Um, and um, mutual funds are buyers. I, I I like the stock a lot. It's just too expensive. Dividend yield is only 1.4%. Uh, 
It's a $2.6 billion company, so it's a small cap company. I'd like to see growth. Sales growth is anemic. There is no sales growth the last three quarters. Growth would have to be really high to earn that kind of P.E. ratio, in my opinion, and it's not. So I would stay away from it. Now, what's a good buy point? And it would be nice if it got down to about 155, you know, where it bottomed in uh, April, not March, in April. I think you can give you a buy. You'd be a, a buyer between 165 and 170. Time to get down there, move on. Go find something else. It's just not valuable. It's not, it's not valuable. So, you know, it's, it's too expensive. Okay, with the news of renewed lockdowns in numerous states, the outlook for airlines continued to be troubling, okay? No one knows when or if passenger loads will return to level C in the past years. We don't know when that's going to happen. I think when they have a, a vaccine, maybe. I think that's when it will happen. As we go to break, here comes my two-part trivia question. Delta Airlines trades usually uh, trades using the ticker DAL. It's IPO'd in 2007. What was the IPO price? And which year was the company that morphed into today's Delta Airlines established? That's the question. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing 
by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I gave you the trivia question Delta Airlines trades uh, under the symbol DAL. It IPO'd in 2007. I asked what was the price, and in which year was the company that morphed into today's Delta Airlines established? Here's the answer. Delta Airlines has a lot of fixed costs while it's experienced a huge drop in demand and revenue. Delta was trading at or near $26 per share today. Delta became public the launch of its IPO on May 1st, 2007 at $20 per share. Not much of a move. Now, but there were splits. So you got to think about the splits whenever you hear this kind of thing. So adjusted for splits, the all-time high for Delta Airlines closing price was $63.16 on July 16, 2019, just one year ago. That means that Delta shares have dropped nearly 60% in one year, thanks mostly to COVID-19. 60%. Now, here's a bit of history. Delta Airlines has come a long way from starting as a crop dusting company in 1924. In 1928, the company decided to purchase larger planes. It then obtained routes for the United States Postal Service. Things went well, and a combination of events created, created trouble for Delta. The September 11, 2001 terrorist attack, high jet fuel costs, prices, and increased competition from low-cost competitors. These circumstances pushed Delta into bankruptcy in 2005 and then emerged with an IPO in 2007 at $20 per share. So what makes you think it's not going to go back into bankruptcy? What makes you think it can survive? See, I, I, that's my biggest problem with airlines and cruise ships. I, I, even if the government supports them, which they probably will to some degree... They're still weak. They were weak before. I mean, at best, it's going to make a little over $2 a share next year. And they're selling it for $26. That's at best. So, we'll see. Okay, let's keep things moving. The next question comes from an Talk listener in Michigan. Let's go there. Hi, this is John from Michigan. Hey, love the show. I was listening to a show recently, and Justin was talking to a new investor that was focusing on value stocks, a la Benjamin Graham. And Justin made the comment that 
if we get inflation, that that would be more favorable to value stocks. I'm paraphrasing. But basically that uh, inflation would be a better situation for that value stocks would shine in an inflationary environment. And I'm trying to understand the rationale behind that. You could expand on that just a little bit. That would be fantastic. And I appreciate it. Take care. Well, one of the reasons is, is uh, value stocks have been underperforming for a number of years. So their valuations have gotten better and better and better compared to growth stocks. And growth stocks have already inflated tremendously. So he's one of the reasons is that he feels that value stocks cons- companies, companies that are mostly valued are usually more of the bread and butter type companies, and they can raise their prices easier in an inflationary environment. So it should, rather than a, a growth environment. So, so values should start to outshine growth simply because they can raise prices higher than the inflation rate and they can justify those rise, rise, that rise in price and stay ahead of inflation a little bit more better than they were able to. Thus, their valuations will be more compelling. It's one of the reasons. There's others that we've been working on that uh, we're probably not quite ready to share yet. Okay, let's keep things moving, everybody. What do you want to talk about? How about our talking point? Okay, how about, <coughs> excuse me, the vaccines. Pfizer and, biotech, and, bio, and BioNTech, as I mentioned, uh, got fast-tracked. That's like, I don't know, not sure. I can't remember how many, 60 of those trucks. So those are on trial. But what about the market move since 2017? Someone did a study here. The market moved since 2007. We're talking about the Wilshire 5000, which is the broadest outlook for the market. Okay, One of the broadest outlooks for the market. 5,000 companies. Okay, uh, With and without Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Without those five stocks, and with those five stocks, what's the difference in performance since 2017? Well, Without them, without those stocks in the index, the five, Wilshire 5000, for the past few years, since 2017, your money would have been, have been better off sitting in cash. Without just those five stocks. With them, the overall market, 5,000 companies, with them, you're up 20.4% since 2017. It kind of gives you an idea, and we've been talking about this for some time, the power, of the influence of the big tech stocks. I mean, if you're looking at Apple alone, do you know how big it is now? It's $1.6 trillion. Not that long ago, it was just breaching a trillion. Now it's $1.6 trillion. Well, how about Microsoft? How big is Microsoft? Okay, Microsoft is... 1.5. How about Amazon? A-M-Z-N. Take a look at that one. 1.5. How about Google? I mean, we're talking trillions of dollars here. Google's 1 trillion. And how about Facebook? Yeah, Facebook is a mere $683 billion. The smallest of the group by far. I I'm, I don't know if you understand the that the size that size. What does that mean? How big is big? 
Well, when you look around the size of countries, you put those five companies together, they're probably the third largest, third largest economy in the world. Because you got U.S. at $21 trillion or so, twenty. You got China at 14 And then it drops all the way down to $5 trillion, Germany, I think. Well, add these up. They're bigger than that. Just five companies. Bigger than most, almost all the countries in the world. And individually, not together. Okay. That's all I have to say. Every now and then, we get caller questions from Chicago. I know we have listeners there. And here comes the proof from 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Erin from Chicago. I am just calling about a question on my current portfolio. I've got about $40,000 in the uh, market that I kind of just play around with on my own. I've got 15000 of that in Tyson right now, TSN. I was wondering if that's too much in one equity and what the future holds for Tyson, if you have any insight there. Thanks so much. Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, a $40,000 uh, 40, portfolio size, you probably should have no more than maybe um, 5% in any one stock. So you have about 20, uh, 25 stocks is what you should have. And... Therefore, you know, if you have a $40,000 portfolio, you have $4,000, that's 10%. You have $15,000 in one stock. Now, the stock is good. I'm not, there's nothing, to, it, this is all about proper portfolio management. You don't want too big, most mutual funds have about 3% as, of any one stock, okay? And I use a 3% allocation. I hold on to about 30, 33 stocks. Tyson Foods, TSM. Produces beef, chicken, pork related ally, uh, related par, par, products and grocery retailers, wholesalers, all that stuff. Burger Company, they're going to make $4.46 this year, make $5.93 next year, more than they made last year. Uh, it's a $58 stock, uh, so it's selling for about 10 PE. I think that's fairly reasonable when the five year range is 8 to 18. Return on equity is 15%, pays a 2.9% dividend. So I kind of like the food area. We quite, we have quite a few positions in the food area ourselves. And, you know, that whole area seems to be underpriced. And I like Tyson Foods a lot. You just have too much of it, yes. But don't sell it all. Just cut it back. Buy more different companies. Diversify. Diversify. Okay? I oh, appreciate the call. I really do. Listen to Invest.com, Steve Peasley. Yes, the economy is reopening in phases. We know that. Most of us realize that the resumption of a strong level of economic activity is going to take some time. I told you I think it's going to be a year or two. But we will come back. It's coming back. But you still can't allow your retirement funds and objectives to just kind of meander. you still got to work them. You work them. You know, you know that there are certain stocks that are very overpriced, certain stocks that are very underpriced. Work the portfolio. I'm not saying get out and get in. I'm just saying you need to rebalance, reorganize every so often. You've got to do it. So I encourage you to reach out to us if you want help with it. Justin Klein or I, KPP Financial Office in California, we can help you. We want to help you. So whether you're a conservative investor, you know, getting closer to retirement, or you're a younger person wants to be more aggressive, it doesn't matter. We'll find out what type of person you are, and we'll 
talk about the assets you have that matches your goals and needs. It's pretty simple. Remember, we all are reaching for that financial freedom goal. All are. We can help you. Go to investtalk.com, send me an email, and ask for it. We'll help you. And now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. We're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have good news. Steve and Justin have recorded an all-new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You still get unbiased answers, but the show moves along at a faster pace. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls. The Anytime Listener line is open, 888-99-CHART. Hello, uh, this is Mario from Kansas. I'm thinking to buy some shares of Uber. What do you think? I'm thinking to buy them for a long-term investment. Thank you so much. Uber. What do you think, everybody? Uber. Uh, U-B-E-R develops and supports proprietary technology applications that provides a ride-sharing and meal preparation. I don't like Uber. I would never buy Uber. I don't like because it doesn't make money. It doesn't look like it's going to make money anytime soon. And I, I don't, I'm not convinced that ride-sharing industry, the way it's set up today, is going to work. I do think there is going to be a ride-sharing industry alive, you know, and thriving. But I don't know if it's going to be the Uber. Think about it this way. In California, they are attacking Uber because they're saying the drivers are not independent contractors. They are employees. And as employees, they are entitled to benefits and different work conditions. Do you think that's not going to happen throughout the rest of the country? I think it will. I think that, and so what are they moving to? Driverless cars. They they want driverless cars, which eventually will be their cars. That model might have merit. Well, if you have driverless cars, you mean the drivers are going to be out of work? See, I'm not not convinced the business model is going to succeed as it stands. Just not. So I'm not a big fan. They don't make any money, so I don't know what it's worth, and I wouldn't be a buyer of Uber. I wouldn't be a buyer of Lyft either or any of those ride-sharing companies at this point. I just don't believe in the model. Okay, Adobe uh, Analytics is reporting that online spending since March 1st was $77 billion higher than expected. $77 billion. E-commerce spending was up 72, was $72 billion in one month alone. That was June. Online spending, which was trending higher than during the holiday shopping period between November and December, totaled $368 billion for the first six months of 2020. So the latest data also shows a rise in prices for food, clothing, and electronics. Rise in prices. You smell inflation. Inflation came out, number CPI came out, and it didn't look bad at all. But it did go up. It go up, and prices for computers are up six point two percent since March, because a number of people working in, and educating from home. Right, makes sense. Shouldn't they go up? Yeah, their demand is higher. 
Inflation has driven digital purchases power into negative territory for the first time ever, which means consumers can now purchase goods online for a dollar one that would have cost a dollar in June 2019. So, it's very interesting what's happening, but overall, I, I think we're starting to see the first peak and twinges of inflation, and it looks like it's more in the service sector than the goods sector, even though there's still signs of food prices going. Interesting stuff, huh? Okay, Ford. Did you see this? Ford has announced a, a program called Ford Promise, and it says you can return vehicles in the first year after you lose a job. So if you bought a car, you lost your job, you can return the vehicle free. But you get all your money back. Okay, but only if you borrowed money from Ford Credit and leasing. And there's a limit, $15,000. So if they take the car back, they sell it again, you know, because it's a used car. And you, they'll, they'll give you $15,000, but if, it, if they didn't get enough money for it, you owe twenty. you still have to pay five. So it's not all that perfect, but it's a pretty good deal. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, everybody. That's to achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, one strategist says that investors are in the forest of make believe when it comes to growth stocks. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve Peasley is here. He welcomes your calls and he'll have unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hi, uh, my name is Mike. I was wondering what your thoughts are on McDonald's given its impact here in COVID, I've always seen the drive through line really busy. So I was wondering if you think the COVID is going to increase their sales. Thank you. I think all fast food chains probably uh, are going to increase sales. Yes, I do. Um, not necessarily because the drive through lines are that busy. It's simply because they can't eat indoors. So the drive through lines are going to be busy. But I don't think it's hurt its business at all. Um, so, and I see that they're up 3% today. Pretty good day today. McDonald's, everybody. MCD is a symbol. It has 38,695 McDonald's and restaurants worldwide. Uh, they're going to make 579 this year. So their earnings are going to go down, probably because the costs have gone up for this COVID thing. Next year, though, it's going to rebound to $8.04. It's $190 stock. So it's not necessarily inexpensive, right? I mean, what, 22, 23 PE? It's a five-year range of 16 to 29. So you're not necessarily getting a bargain. And it's not the way I would go to play the COVID food thing. It's not the way we've gone. We've we've gone more of uh, uh one of our fast food places is pizza. I can't tell you the name because I can't. It's not supposed to. But also we've invested pretty heavily in uh, grocery-type stores, different kinds, because we feel people are, a lot more people are going to be eating at home. And that business is going to expand, and they're going to raise prices. And I just quoted you some numbers saying they are raising prices. 
That's where we're playing. McDonald's is not one of them. 888-99-CHART, everybody. 888-992-4278. Okay, uh, just to let you know, I'm going to be gone for the next couple, three days on a vacation. Justin's going to be taking over uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. But I'll be back Tuesday. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm flying up to Washington to visit some relatives. And I'm going to be very interested to see how full the airport is and the airline. Of course, I'll be wearing a mask, of course. But I'm curious as to get firsthand, uh, firsthand knowledge of what's going on at the airports and the airlines. So this is going to be interesting. Um, of course, I made this plan for this trip. I can't tell you how long ago. And I thought we were going to have to cancel it. But, you know, they reopened the airlines. I'm going to take the precautions. But I'll report to you on Tuesday what the, the airports and airlines look like. You know, um, it'll be interesting, I think. We are in the midst of earnings season. Well, maybe closer to the beginning of earnings season after it's the first of the month. Uh, we're getting pretty good numbers. Um, they're not terrible. Uh, remember, all the uh, uh, analysts guide downward trying to make sure you have low expectations before the earnings numbers come out so that they beat the earnings expectations. I mean, it's a game they play every quarter. But I will say this. Um, the numbers are not too bad in certain sectors. Looks like it's going to be bad in the uh, banking sector. And what you're going to look for is surprises, both on the upside and the downside. That's what you want to look for, the surprises. Um, because I do think the economy's recovering. It's going to recover more next year. Uh, and uh, the f- fourth quarter will give us a decent idea of what's happening. But if we are re- are we- we're reclosing certain things, it's going to be... It's going to be, we're going to see the numbers in this third quarter better, but not as strong as they would have if we continued to continue to open. But since we're reclosing various places, I think, I think it's going to be a difficult, a difficult situation. So don't expect the economy just to bounce back. It's not. You know when it really, really will recover is if we get a vaccine. Other than that, it will recover. It's just going to take longer than most people think. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I will return next week, I promise. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow. In the meantime, please tell your friends that we have posted a new June bonus show. Justin and I answer 30 caller questions in a very at a very fast pace. And you can download it right now, free, at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-557. 
1-800-242-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 